Hi, welcome to another episode of Kiss My Mic. I'm here with a friend of mine, Romel Rojas, who is based in Southern California, originally from the Philippines. Romel, actually, I'm gonna ask you if you don't mind, you can mm. introduce yourself so that I don't miss anything. <laughs> But welcome to the show, and thanks yes. for your time. Yeah. No, first of all, thank you for having me. It's 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 nice to be part of a podcast talking about you know our passion and projects. So yes, uh, I'm Romel Rojas, born and raised in Davao, Philippines, and I moved here in 2004. And I officially, I'm an actor and a writer, and officially jumped in the show business the year of 2018. That's when I decided, like, hey, I want to pursue it, do some headshots, and get like agent manager and all that hustling of auditioning and stuff. So yes, that's yeah. basically yeah. <laughs> No, that sounds good, and we we worked together last year too on a stage. We did. Play, uh, for so much fun. I think I'm wearing that. I don't know if it's uh, visible. There you go. I love it. Yes, <laughs> I, I I don't have one. I don't have a uh, shirt. So. We need to ask Marily. She's yeah. going to give, give it if to me. If you have any extra shirts, I'd love to have one. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it for sure. We'll do it. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> But um, so you mentioned you sort of uh embrace the showbiz world in mm-hmm. 2018. Tell us about that moment. You know what made you really decide that this is the path for you. Uh, when well, of course, it starts from from youth. You know, when I was a kid, like I liked to perform and get into dances, school plays, and then I was in college. I did a uh, sketch competition, and it's it's like it starts with the city, regional, and the national, and then fortunately we won. I wrote and directed it and acted in it. And realizing that, so since I was based in Davao, Davao Philippines does not have very strong creative arts funding and exposure. So I got stuck with the idea of like corporate career. So I wanted to mm-hmm. pursue advertising. And then when I moved to the U.S., I still have the thinking of advertising, marketing, which I enjoyed for like a decade. And then at some point, it started to wear me down a little bit. Like, is this really what I want? What's the end goal in doing having having a corporate career? And then, fortunately, I got laid off. It's a good thing. It was a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Because that's when I explored what are my other options. And then I went back to like revisiting my youth. Like, you know, what are my passions? And then I realized, like, oh, you know what? It's storytelling, influencing behavior. And that's when I decided, like, okay, I need to do, I need to learn how to act. I need to get my training. And when I was done with it, I said, like, okay, we just have to jump in and take the risk of doing. Yeah, it. absolutely. And it, it's so inspiring. It's also relatable, you know, because a lot of people are, you know, including myself, have gone mm-hmm. through the same path, right? Like when right, you're trying right. to juggle between, you know, a different world, you know, your corporate Correct. background. And then now into acting, do you um so so going back into you know rediscovering your passion, do you have some um, inspiration like movies that maybe you know you like watching before or mm-hmm. actors that you know that you look up to um, mm-hmm. that maybe you can share as well? Yeah, the my main influence when I was a kid is actually TV. I wanted to watch the ads on TV and the actual show. So I started with friends, even like the nanny. I remember when I was a kid, uh, even like uh, Beverly Hills, 90210, Melrose Place, 
So I was always, I don't know, the storytelling of the movie, of, of TV, which is like uh, broken down into different episodes and you, you get uh-huh. you, know, like you get the bug of watching it every episode and the excitement of it. So I'm, I'm more inclined to TV rather on films. And then as I grow, I like as I get older, you know, with all the fast pace of of uh, uh, sh- TikToks, the reels, the shorter uh, span, attention span of people, and I see like even I these days like watching a, a three hour film, I love it, but it takes I have to stop in between an hour, take a break, and maybe next day continue <laughs> another hour until I finish the entire thing. But when it comes to TV, it's like. The 30 minutes, like I consume it right away. Even an hour, I would be like, I'll have to watch it. So yeah. the inspiration was like always on TV and how the the story is expanded very much and how you get the bug of watching that, you know, your favorite TV series. Yeah, no, that's that's good, um, Romel. Um, so comparing your, I guess, experience or maybe kind of how would you compare uh, you moved in. You moved to the U.S. 2004, right? And so right. when you went back, you went when you went to acting or entertainment. You're already here. Yes. Um, so how would you describe some of the differences between the industry here and uh-huh. also in the Philippines? There are, I think, two main things that come to mind. First is like I have this belief that to be a successful actor in the Philippines, you have to be this mestizo, matangkad, guapo, uh-huh. leading like matinee idol, which I'm not. <laughs> so that's one thing. And so like that, then, so that's why show business in the Philippines didn't catch my attention. And number two, it's like when you are, when you have this like effeminate queer qualities in you, you end up something being the sidekick, the, uh-huh. the butt of the joke, or someone who's chasing a straight guy for for attention, and that just didn't resonate with me. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure at some point the fil- industry in the Philippines has changed a little bit or has moved the needle to improve, but but here it's already well developed and how we see each individual as special individual, not because of their traits, but what the what but the story that they tell. Yeah. So yeah. So that's the primary difference, or two of the primary differences I see. Yeah, that makes sense, and and hopefully at some point the Philippines can also catch up, right? In terms, yeah, of yeah, yeah, <laughs> being story. No, I driven. think the, the the fact that we have the Metro Manila International Film Festival, I think people are trying to bridge Manila and mm-hmm. uh, Manila and LA in terms of like storytelling, type of storytelling, the kind of storytelling. So I hope that at some point, you know, that bridge will be more secured, and we tell these stories the way it should be told. Yeah. No, it's such a good time because it's exciting to see those things happening. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, so 2018, so it's been, what, four or five years now. Mm-hmm. T- tell us about some of the things that you've done, you know, some of the projects, you know, whether it's writing or acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just share a little bit about, you know, what you've been up to before. Right. So after, uh, so I always love theater because I feel like theater allows you to tell the story from A to Z when as an actor, because in film, you do a, a scene, they cut, you do have to do a different angle and then you cut. And the emotional journey of an actor is, is very abruptly cut, you know, but the mm-hmm. theater is like you finish it from scene A to scene Z. And so I've always, I've done theater 
uh, because of the love of that. And so I did like the with you, the hashtag mm-hmm. don't Hollywood fringe. Yep. And I, I, I am a member of a uh, company of angels. So uh, I did improv with them and I did like uh, also a horror theater, I think in 2018 when I was just starting out. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of film, um, of course, I mean, as they would say, that's film and TV is, is where the money is. So we still have to, and I, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy doing it. Just, just, um, so I did, I just finished a No Room for Love. It's mm-hmm. a web series. We uh, finished shooting last December. Mm-hmm. And then um, I also did um, Centerpiece. It is a uh, short film that I wrote, uh, acted and produced in. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2019, which we fortunately got into a few film festivals. That sounds good. And, and you know, towards the end, we'll ask you for your um, Instagram or where people can find yes. you so that maybe people can see some of your past work. But yes. I know that you have a new project that mm-hmm. you have developed or are developing. Yes. Uh, it's called Naughty Maids. Yes, it is. So <laughs> do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, so Naughty Maids uh, started, just a little bit of background of like how it started. Um, I always believe in creating your own content because as an actor, we always wait for auditions and if, and booking an audition is extremely hard. So instead of sitting on the sidelines waiting for those things to happen, I decided to take up space and give opportunity for myself to be on screen and telling my own story. So that's where Naughty Maids is coming from. And so I reached out to my friend, Julio Vega. He's been, uh, he was my classmate at uh, Elizabeth Mesnick Acting Studio. And so I said like, hey, I want to write another short film. Do you want to be in it? And he said like, yeah, you know what? I At the same time, he needs a character, like an awkward, shy type character for his reel. I said like, okay, I'll think of something like that. So because of that understanding, so I wrote The Naughty Maids with the understanding of creating your own content and fitting the character that he wants. And yeah, and that's how it came about. Right. So where where is it currently, you know, at what point is it now in terms of uh, its stage? Like the at its stage, the script uh, we're gonna do a table read uh, next week. So hopefully, there will there might be mind, slight changes. Hopefully, just to improve it. And we are in the fundraising stage. I mean, that's a hard part. I, I tell everybody, it's oh, it's easy to get an actor, it's easy to get production company and director to work with you, but to actually do it, you need money. And money's hard to come by. So it's yeah. fundraising that we're doing, right? I think it's the struggle of all creative people, just getting that money. So we're doing fundraising right now. And um, so reaching out to individuals and I reach out to you and thank you for bringing in this to your show. And hopefully that we get to raise enough funds to put this on its feet and the way we intended it to be. Yeah, no, all the best to you, Romel. Um, thank you, thank you. I do want to expand a little bit on your journey, you know, developing this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about kind of owning your own path, right? Like right. De- developing your own content and working with your friend and collaborators. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a storytelling perspective, why is it important to you to tell this particular story? Right, so um, just briefly just a background of what Naughty Maids is like the log line kind of. So Ramon, who's the lead character, um, is a failed actor who inherited a failing sex and maid service. 
And <laughs> since he has nothing going on in his life, this is very important to him that this is uh, he inherited it from his late mom. And for this business to succeed is the only way to go to survive. And he has to work with his ex-best friend, Calixto. He's like a wannabe cop. And as they go around the house, they see that, you know, like Calixto was like, you know, something is not right. Like somebody, like there's like blood stain on the client's shirt. And like he said he's by himself, but there are two cars on the driveway. And Ramon was just like, no, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, there's nothing wrong in this house. We have to keep, we have to just clean the house as it is. So the question now is, will they get a five star on the Yelp, on their Yelp, or will they die in the process? And with that understanding, um, I want to normalize uh, LGBT leading man. Because Ramon mm. is queer and um, and Calixto is straight. And I, I tend to ask myself this question, like outside of having a, a male partner and outside of wearing or like having this, having this fem- effeminate uh, vibe and appearance, who is a gay person? Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, we're just all the same. Yeah. Outside of those things, we're all the same. We have all the same... Uh, passion. We all have the same dreams. We all have the same hurt and, you know, uh, experiences in life. So I want mm-hmm. to normalize that for people to see that we are not any different from anybody. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's a very good concept. And I, re- I read the script from Elsa. It's really funny. So Thank I'm you. excited <laughs> for you and I'm looking forward to seeing the next steps. So let me ask you some uh, hypothetical questions. Yes. Let's say tomorrow, uh, a producer from Netflix tells you that, hey, we, we love this um, script. We love this mm-hmm. concept. Um, you know, what what can you say? I know, you know, creatively we have, uh, sometimes we want to keep the suspense, right? We don't want to kind of divulge everything. Right. But as of now, if he asks you or she or they ask you, mm-hmm. where do you see the story going? You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, for, to finish the whole series or like, uh, the next season or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've, I, I did put you on the spot. So I understand that, but you know, any, any, you know, maybe quick thoughts on. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't think, I, I hope it's not hypothetical. Yes. <laughs> I hope it's yes. going to come soon. <laughs> yes. Manifestation. Yes. I'll claim it. <laughs> um, I have thought of it like a, a, a three season series. Mm-hmm. And the first season talks about, the experience of like the simple world of having um, in one house, like five suspects in one house and they try to find out who, what happened to the victim and how they're involved with the victim. And then the second season expands that world, like instead Mm -hmm. of one house and it talks, I was thinking of like, I have not finalized it yet, but more of like dealing with a, with a gang maybe, Mm -hmm. or a cartel or a triad or something like that, that puts them in more danger with higher stakes. Yeah. And season three is more about experiencing the family of Ramon. Because mm-hmm. Ramon, Ramon mom's uh, died in season mm-hmm. one. That's a story behind it. He inherited. And mm-hmm. then we realized like he wasn't, he, she just didn't die. She was maybe killed. And mm-hmm. how do we figure that out? You know, <laughs> and then having this concept of Naughty Maid still cleaning houses, we tell that story and we explore relationships of Ramon and Calixto all together. Yeah, that's that's great that you've thought about it. So uh, that certainly you know helps, right? In terms of right, right, it. right. Because uh, so I did like different workshops, and 
they said they said to write to write a series you have to think of how it ends mm -hmm. and then you work from there and that's how i've always been writing like i always think of the ending and like i have to backtrack and fill those gaps in between sounds good so speaking of ending and also the the end state of seeing this come to fruition mm -hmm. any um dream cast or collaborators that maybe for this project or maybe you know as in general like who right. would you like to work with uh good question because i wanted to work for so the characters are ramona calixto which is me and julio and then i have mike who is the suspect i have actually uh rain wilson in mind because mm -hmm. he's funny oh yeah he, yeah he <laughs> is extremely funny and he has i think this like deep dark vibe mm -hmm. in him that mm -hmm. can that can is available when needed and that's part of the the story that mike is telling in naughty maids and then for the one for the victim i i was thinking of vincent rodriguez the third for mm -hmm. uh, from x crazy girlfriend because i think he represents uh what a filipino leading man is mm -hmm. you know even though he, and then he's gay and mm -hmm. having that stature that he can care to be a leading man is is He's attractive. He's uh, smart, talented, and I want to tell that story that Filipino men can be that. We can be smart. We can be good looking. Yeah. We can be good leading men. You know, absolutely. So yeah, those I two, Rain Wilson and Vincent Rodriguez. If you're listening to this, please <laughs> say yes. Yeah, no, for sure. No, th that's good. And also with what you're trying to do, right? You know, um, creating stories that are really centered around Filipino-American characters. And, and that's right. really yes. important. So tell us why that's important to you, like in terms of the representation, mm -hmm. you know, sharing Filipino-American stories or characters in your right. scripts. Um, I love the idea of, because uh, I've seen a lot of short films and works of other people that are centered about our, our adobo experience, sinigang experience, that's centered around food, centering our, our accent, you know, <laughs> and the immigrant experience, which I think are very compelling stories. But I want to move outside of those things and yeah. just tell how a Filipino-American living and surviving in the, in the U.S. And the fact that you have a Filipino-American actor, I think it's enough as, as a story that relates to being a Filipino, mm -hmm. you know? So we don't have to to be strong about the accent or immigrant experience or about food. But the fact that we're just here surviving and dealing with American, with a living an American life, I think is more than enough. And that yeah. was inspired by beef. You know, mm -hmm. when beef came out, they didn't talk about much about their Japanese culture, about their food, but the fact that they're on screen living their American lives as, as Asian Americans, I think was very compelling enough. Yeah, and we definitely need to see a lot of those stories. So yes, yes, correct. that's great that you're pursuing that, uh, Romel. Mm -hmm. So let me ask your um, your question about uh, your uh, um, pursuit of this art, right? Um, mm -hmm. What are some of your aspirations? So, like five years from now, you know, how do you see yourself? I um, I kind of like made a I don't know career path for me. You know, <laughs> I mean, like I always prepare things like I, I, I'm the one who prepares, over prepares, maybe. So number one is like, hopefully this somebody would love the story, would love the proof of concept and mm -hmm. would pick it up and do the series. 
mm-hmm. you know? And after that, I still have like one more character that I'm still working on, uh, but has not fully flushed him out. Um, I don't know. Have you heard of Ranma and a Half? It's an anime from years ago. So oh. it's more of like, he's a dude. When he gets wet, he turns to uh, a girl. Oh, That's the anime okay. of it. Yes. Huh. So I, the story that I want, similar to that one, that he is gay, mm-hmm. but he has his male straight alter ego that oh. makes decisions for him. So something <laughs> like that. So when this gay person goes dating, the straight male part of him would be like, dude, why, you know, he's such a loser. Why, you know, you know right. what I mean? Because so, I think <laughs> being a gay person, you don't lose your masculinity. It's still there. And yeah. people, you still have to celebrate it. And that's part of you. So having just that perspective, I think, would mm-hmm. be a fun, another series. And then, and then, yeah. And then maybe do a, a theater mm-hmm. and then hopefully do a, a film in the end. That's great. That's great. Yeah. You know, so um, tell us how people can support you, Romel. Yes. Uh, so in the next few weeks, we'd be launching a, uh, actually, no, February 26th. It's a Seed and Spark. Uh, we'll be launching our crowdfunding on Seed and Spark. So if you go to seedandspark.com, you can search for Naughty Maids. And we have very fun and cool incentives awaiting for you if you want to join us in this yes. journey. Yes. <laughs> I go. would love that. Yes. And I'm happy to announce that prior to the crowdfunding, we have uh, a producer uh, oh. who has signed up. And we'll be announcing that pretty soon. So... Hopefully that's a plus. And I just want to announce too that the script also made it to Yucca Valley Film Festival. It was featured in the script writing category and has won uh, honorable mention for New York Screenwriting Awards. So that tells you that this script has something. It has a story to tell. So we would love everybody's support. Yeah. From, from your listeners and everybody else. <laughs> Congrats, Romel. So thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. And your Instagram, if people want to follow you. Is... Yes, on Instagram, uh, it's at M-R-R-O-M-M-E-L-R-O-J-E-S. So at Mr. Romel Rojas. Yeah. And then we also have Naughty Maids, at Naughty Maids TV on Instagram, if you want to follow on the happenings about the Naughty Maids project. Gotcha. No, this is cool. It's great. It's exciting. I'm excited for you. Anything else that you want to say, Romel, that we haven't talked about? Um. I'm just really grateful for the space that you're providing for Filipino creatives and to have this voice to be able to, uh, as, as a platform to send our message. So thank you very much. And yeah, yeah. So I hope everybody, <laughs> I hope that the storytelling that I'm doing resonates to people. And I do hope that, you know, you get the message that I want to tell. Yes. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, And thanks again, Romel. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Bye.